0: Hello and welcome to another episode of One Sporting Way. My name is Riley Clark and I am once again joined by my wonderful co hosts, Dave and Remy. Dave, how are you doing?
1: What are you drinking? I'm doing good. Uh, Let me just get my bottle opener since I don't have a can this week. Doesn't sound nearly as cool, but I am drinking uh, Casey Beerco Hefeweizen, which is one of my favorite beers. I really like kind of light-colored German-style beers of any kind. Um, I'm doing good. My wasp stings are starting to heal from the other day. When I was carrying furniture into my house, I bumped into the railing next to my doorway, and a bunch of wasps came out. And so, yes, the first impression I made on my neighbors was running into the street, throwing, like, the leaf of a table on the ground, and running into the street, like, yelling on the top (laughs) of my lungs. So... That was exciting. Other than that, I'm doing good. Got to watch a super fun soccer game last night. Uh, we'll get more into that, of course. But yeah, it's been a good week. I love it. Remy, how are you doing? What are you drinking?
2: I don't know if I can follow Dave's exciting adventure, but I'll give I don't
1: it a- know if
0: I'd call wasp stings an adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is not how I would describe that.
2: <laughs> I'll give it a shot. Um, didn't spell again. Two weeks in a row, baby. I'm drinking Boulevard's Easy Sport. I think I've had this one before. I think it's like just a good calm, calming beer. Can beer be calming?
1: The beer is always calming in my experience.
2: Oh, that one's, it's like almost sour. It's got like some tangerine in it. It says peel, tangerine peel to be exact.
0: Ooh. I also love the idea, like I love Boulevard, but the idea that this beer is good for like athletes I'm sorry in my experience in beer like there is no such thing as they like I drink beer all the time and also like sports and and,
1: like super in shape.
2: I hope it's meant for people who watch sports and need beer to drink.
1: I do crack up I think it's Michelob Ultra has those commercials where they like show people like doing CrossFit or going for a run and then just like (laughs) drinking a bunch of beer and it's like I really don't think those two activities are as compatible as you're trying to make them out to be.
2: would definitely make me sick, so yeah, yeah, definitely not gonna mix those two things together.
0: Well, I am this time drinking the watermelon dragon fruit burst from a wicked wheat brewing company in uh, oh, it's in Asheville, North Carolina. That is a
2: Capri Sun, <laughs> just kidding god, I hope so. <laughs> well,
0: my ears just perked up.
2: Oh, yeah, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about <laughs> it on this episode, honestly. Ooh.
0: That is delicious, and I will. Yes, I w- we'll call that the Capri Sun beer. Well, it has been a, a I would call a roller coaster of a week down here at One Sporting Way. We had a I don't know if I would say embarrassing, but just an absolute demolishing of our young squad against Lyon. That was a one six loss with only one goal coming from your boy Cameron Duke. But besides that, I mean guys did you what did you get from this game because it was kind of hard to really pull anything out of it
2: I was like cracking up at the lineup because I was like Peter you sly dog like we were wondering if he was gonna care about this game at all and it's like clear from the lineup that he definitely has his priorities on MLS and nothing more which is really funny
1: Yeah, I think when I previewed this game, which I didn't give too much of a preview, but I think I said I was skeptical if Peter Vermees cares about the outcome. And I think that was an understatement because I think he does care and he almost wanted a loss. I, I don't know. Maybe that's an overstatement. But it's like, to me, these competitions are like an aspect of your job that everyone hates doing it. So when I worked at Target, it was cleaning the freezer. Everyone hated cleaning the freezer. And so if someone asked you to do it, you just made sure and didn't do a very good job. Because if you did too good a job, you'd become the go-to for that. So that was what this lineup basically was from Peter Vermees. It was, okay, let's You know, we have to be in this competition. Let's just make sure we are not in it any longer than we have to be.
0: Peter Vermees was cleaning out the the metaphorical freezer.
1: Yes, he was in the walk-in freezer with his scan tool, freezing his ass off, thinking at least I'll do a bad job and not have to do this again.
2: But here's the thing. Our depth chart is so good that he was pulling out like some premium chicken nuggets from the freezer. You know, what's his name? Oh my gosh. Harris. I would say Harris is like the frozen meal that like you just want to grab at the end of a long day. That's so good. And you could eat three of them. That's Harris. I am excited.
0: Like Wilson Harris is a young prod. Like I'm excited to see what he does, but this lineup had me 0% excited (laughs) to really watch the game and not that I don't love sporting and I will always support and I will always watch. But just as soon as that lineup got announced right before the game, I was like, yep, we're probably going to get murdered because you don't even have tamelia in the game to goalkeep. And so though uh, John Polskamp has done an amazing job while he's been in there, he's not tamelia He is not a, a top-rung goalkeeper yet. Now, he might get there with a little bit more coaching and a little bit more mentorship, but I wanted to ask you guys, first off, I think it's kind of pretty clear from all of us, we all don't really care about this competition Yeah, very It's very...
1: To be honest, I don't even feel like we need that much time talking about the ins and outs of the game i think like the topics surrounding the game are probably a lot more interesting than the game itself because yeah it was just a total slaughter from start to finish six to one in case we didn't say it yet was the result
0: yeah we said now it's twice and it's made me oh, twice okay. sad twice sad it's been great. Oh, okay well sorry sorry it to just, throw that out no, there it, again
2: it, <laughs> dave's still thinking about capri sun so
1: Yeah, you got me all distracted. Now you can't expect a high-quality podcast out of me. I love it.
0: Uh, But I wanted to ask you guys, Is and there was a discussion going on on Reddit about this, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Was a game like this good or bad for these young players?
1: I can go first if you want, Remy. Go for it. (laughs) So I don't think that it was necessarily super good or super bad for them. I kind of am of the school of thought, where if anything, it was good, because if anything, they get in-game somewhat, you know, pressure experience. But in the grand scheme, and I actually think I read through the same thread that you did, but in the grand scheme, if some of these players are good enough that they are going to have, you know, productive careers as professional soccer players, this 90-minute showing in a competition that most people don't put too much stock in, isn't going to make too much of a difference. If they're good enough to cut it, they're going to force their way into the Sporting KC lineup in the next couple of years. And no one's going to care, you know, how they played against Club Leon when they were 19.
2: I almost don't really see the negative side of it because as a player, you want any chance you can get to make an impression on your coaching staff because they are ultimately making the decisions on who they're going to sub in and you know like they've said like they're really just fighting all of these like these players on the depth chart who don't don't normally start just having 90 minutes in front of Peter Vermes and the coaching staff to really show off their stuff. And I think that's really valuable and you know, they're going to be fighting for playing time their whole lives unless they become really established. But you know, like a few years ago that would have been John Luca Busio in this lineup. He was an Academy product and he would have been in this game. So you never really know as a player when you're going to have your big breakthrough with, you know, like how you're going to fit in with your team. And I think Games like this, it can only help. And they're, you know, they're testing to see if their match day fit. Playing in a game is so much better for your physical health than just continuing to train and not really ever knowing if you're going to play.
0: And I agree. I think think a a loss can be really good for a team. I remember back... The, the year when the Chiefs won the, uh, the World Series, when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, going into the offseason, we lost to the Patriots, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, we'll never take it all the way. We lost this game. And I remember telling friends and family, like, no, we need to know what it means to lose. You can't always be successful constantly, and you can learn a lot from a loss. Now, A 6-1 loss like this, I can see where it can be bad for morale for some of these players because it's easier to show off your stuff when you're out there with a starting lineup filling in as opposed to almost everyone on that team being fill-in players.
1: I I sort of see this like the the Chiefs example is a little different because that is like the team really, really wants to win that game. So it's a little more gut-wrenching when you lose. Something like this, the way I see it, it's sort of like in practice, a lot of times you'll have kind of the A-team against the reserves. And the reserves know that they're going to get their asses kicked, but it's still valuable. Like, it's still valuable practice time. And so really, it was kind of just 90 minutes of practice time. And I also think just like as an athlete, like if you had somehow known the future, and you had walked up to, maybe with the exception of John Camp, if you had walked up to any player and said, hey, we are going to lose this game six to one, would you rather play or would you rather sit on the bench? I think that almost all of them still would have been like, yeah, I mean, we're going to take our lumps, but like, like Remy was saying like playing time that's like that's what these guys want and the reason I say John Polskamp might be the exception is because it is freaking demoralizing giving up that many goals as a keeper I don't know I I just don't put too much stock in the result
2: well even just like for their mental health um, to be able to play in front of a huge crowd like that we still have great fans even for a a non-conference game like that so for some of these players that may have been the biggest crowd they played in front of and for their mental health that's gonna be really great and that's gonna to give them a really good confidence boost no matter what the outcome was and they got to play an international team which is really cool and that's something they can put under their belt so I don't know I I kind of think it was yeah it was unfortunate but as a sporting fan I really I don't care that we lost to this team honestly I think it was good practice but I I would be way I'm way more invested in MLS regular season yeah. so i i don't think it's too demoralizing honestly
0: all right yeah i think we all agree on that front where this is we are all focused on the mls cup and we're in the run for the supporter shield right now like that is our focus i think we've we've kind of said all that we can say about this so let's move on to, to happier pastures for Wait, sporting Wait, Riley, happier what pastures. about yes. um, yeah, we're skipping a
1: major day. step
0: here. <laughs> the theme song hasn't played yet, you guys. Oh, I okay, have it sorry. in my
2: I was pocket. so excited. Oh, okay. And I'm like so ready. I'm so ready this week because I don't want to miss it.
1: Yeah, it's it's coming, don't worry. Do you just enjoy catching people off guard with that? Because I feel like that is kind of <laughs> yes. fun. And I have to admit the last few weeks, as lame as this sounds, Riley has done his like Okay, so we're just gonna get into talking about soccer. Oh, wait! but it, And I, like, I and know. then he does a little, I have fallen for it every single time. Like, <laughs> yeah. every single time he starts out his sentence and he's like, Yeah, so we're just gonna get right into it. And I reach over, I've got two laptops. One of them has like my game notes and kind of episode notes on it. And I reach over and I scroll down to the first game. And then I feel like an idiot because he's like, Just kidding. We all knew it was coming. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we all knew, that's for sure. But yeah, no, it's, it's just so funny because he puts zero effort into actually fooling people and just says it as this running joke and it fools me every time.
0: So, I imagine uh, another podcast I listen to that is way larger than ours is My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Oh, yes. I love that one. One of their bits is Munch Squad, and they just talk about news and fast food. And, literally, it just comes on. It usually comes on, like, after their commercial break, and sometimes it doesn't. And that's what I've, like, modeled that after. It's just, like, it kind of just comes when it comes. Nice. So, yes. Uh, So, last night, we had an exciting, exciting win the Kansas
1: City women's soccer team won 1-0.
2: First win of the season.
1: I was there. I was pulling a tucker just now and raising the roof silently. But yeah, it was, in a word, glorious. I, I mean, that was
0: I was looking at the standings. <laughs> I've just kind of been dumbfounded about our team. But just to
1: see a win last night, Dave, what was like the crowd like? Okay, so. First of all, you could tell, I mean, we we know, you know, KCNWSL has had a tough run as an expansion this year, Um, but it was just so cool to feel the energy in the crowd because the better team won last night. That's my main takeaway. The story of the game was kind of Kansas City pressing and O.L. Rain just not being able to deal with the pressure. I mean, it was full field. And they were just making mistakes, turning the ball over to Kansas City, and the whole crowd was feeling it. And the entire the entire first half, it was kind of like you go, you know that the team has four points from thirteen games. You, your your expectations aren't that high, like let's just be honest. But the whole first half, it was like, wait a second, it feels like we're kind of dominating this game and having like a little more chances. And then the second half, it was just. The energy was awesome. I mean, Casey was dominating like that goal, even though it was kind of a scrappy goal, it was like coming for so long. And then the whole rest, like the last 20 minutes, you could just feel the crowd's like nervous energy because it was like are we about to witness like the first win in franchise history? And then like at the end of the game, like all the players are like hugging each other. The fans are going nuts. Like people waving flags. Like it was just, it was just such a cool experience to be a part of like the first win for that team. And you could tell, I mean, you could tell how much it meant to the players. So I could go on and on about this, but, it was honestly one of the cooler like soccer experiences I've had in a while. That's amazing. I just wanted to make sure we got that shout out in there. We yeah. love
0: all soccer in Kansas City. I know we talk about sporting, but I wanted to make sure, Dave, you got to, to
1: tell us all about that. Yeah, and one more thing. Let me just add. So uh, NWSL all time, they are now 1-0. and They are undefeated in games where uh, Victoria... Pickett scores, but they are also completely undefeated in games that my friend Sarah goes to. Does Sarah listen to the podcast? I I don't know. One can only hope. I mean, if she has that kind of influence over soccer, she has to be getting like her soccer info from somewhere like pretty good. So she probably does. Sarah, if you're listening, we are now telling you,
0: you have to go to the game.
2: We did need a new GoFundMe project now that the SC jellyfish <laughs> yes. kind of fell through. So our new GoFundMe is get Sarah to the KC Woso games.
1: Yes, we're
0: gonna get her season tickets so that we can
1: <laughs> always win. Yes, and then and then also to like the flip side of that is the second they lose a game on her watch, like she's out of there. Like you know we don't we don't <laughs> tolerate failure.
2: <laughs> oh wow,
1: Remy, do you have anything to say about
2: um? I I have not been to a game this season. I've been to plenty of games when they were FCKC. Um, my family are big supporters of women's soccer, so my parents have had season tickets to a, a lot of the different teams in Kansas City over the years. Um, I I've been bummed, honestly, about this season, as any Kansas City soccer fan would, just because it kind of seems like Um, just something weird happened with the expansion draft and we didn't get any big name players and it's there were a lot of new players and we didn't have a lot of time to work or like kind of come together as a team. You can spend all the money you want on marketing, but, you know, if you can't win a game, that's not going to make people want to support KC soccer. So. You know, seeing, seeing their first win, like, over halfway through the season is, like, bittersweet, but I was really happy to see that.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was pure sweet. I didn't feel any bitterness.
2: <laughs> I'm just bitter about, like, the first half of the season. But, yeah, That's last fair. night was pretty dang cool for, for all those women.
0: Yeah. Congratulations to Casey Woso. We will continue to follow along ding it's time for term of the week and this week's term is a hollywood pass oh yeah
2: dave i'm gonna literally kill you in your sleep
1: (laughs) i made that sound way more confident than i actually am and also remy little perk if you do decide to kill me in my sleep my entire house has like plastic wrap on all the rooms so it'll be super easy to get away with so there's that you pre dextered your house i pre dextered it and i haven't seen that show but i assume i know what you're talking about
2: a hollywood pass is that what you said a
1: hollywood pass yes i'm not actually <laughs> do you know what it confident. is
2: wait dave do you know what it is
1: i think i approximately know what it is i'm not like super confident or super specific on this one
2: okay who went first last week
1: I think you did because I came off sounding like kind of a dick, being like, "Oh, guys, we all know what this one is." Kind of, just kind of. (laughs) That's fair. Although, although I did get one or two texts this week saying confirming that people know what a howler is. So it was it was about split. I'd say in terms of people. Sorry, I don't watch European soccer. It's okay. No one's perfect. (laughs)
2: Okay. Um, Hollywood Pass. Well. If we say it's a pass, do we win automatically? Whoever goes first?
0: Uh, well, Remy, if you say it's a pass and Dave says it's a goal, then
1: yes, you'll probably <laughs> <be> win. <laughs> wow. Major hint there from Riley. I can go first. I'll go first. Okay. A Hollywood pass is when a player goes for a glamorous, spectacular pass, usually despite the fact that there are easy, easier options available.
2: Yeah, that's probably what it is. I guess I'll say a Hollywood pass, a pass that is, like, so perfectly placed that it either results in, like, another really great pass or a goal or an assist or something like that, like a a really nice, nicely placed pass.
0: Both of you said basically a really, really good pass. (laughs) Basically. Yes. There is a key to this that neither of you said, so I'm giving neither of you points. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: But wait, you said whoever's closest.
0: Here's the thing, because yep. ni- you both basically said the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of. A really, really good pass. So I guess I could give you both points.
2: No, well, mm-hmm. no. Dave said Dave said it was like going for the glamour, even though it was like a low percentage of like making a good pass. I said it was a perfectly placed pass.
0: So it is unless a, I
2: misunderstood it, Dave.
0: It is a pass that draws literal oohs and ahs from the crowd, but is rarely actually effective. Okay, that's a what I feel like exactly Dave's closer.
1: All right, Dave, you like want to take? Is... All right. Oh, Dave, well, thank we will you, give Remy. You that's point. very gracious.
2: <laughs> You're welcome. I was picturing when you said that like I hate to say it, I was picturing like David Beckham when he was playing in MLS whenever mm-hmm. like he would take a corner kick and like there would be a, a frickin' trillion number of like camera flashes going off. That would have been a Hollywood pass. And I always hated playing LA galaxy because it would be all these like women in the stands who knew nothing about soccer. And it was so annoying because they were just talking about David Beckham the whole time.
0: I mean, he's a good looking dude, but moving on.
2: (laughs) Ding. There we
0: go. That is this week's (laughs) term of the week. Dave, I believe you're up. What? Four to Five one. Or, four, four one, one I think. four, one. All <laughs> right, I'm try. Uh, maybe one day we'll get Remy. It's looking like uh, <laughs> maybe
2: oh throw my God. a bit of Dave. Sporting or Wizard. She was
0: pretty
1: accurate that time. All right. Yeah, like I said, if you go pre two thousand twelve Sporting KC knowledge, I'm I'm hosed. So we can just right. mix some of that in there. All right, let's move on <laughs> to a second game of the week. We had a beautiful, beautiful two
0: nothing win at FC Dallas with goals from alan pulito and uh, daniel shallowy we have like a little competition going on here between whose fan club gets the most goals it feels like but before we jump in a couple fun things about this game first off we had not beaten dallas in the last six games we had played them we used one sub versus fc dallas using all five of their subs in this game it had been exactly, actually, it was one year and two days since Dallas had lost a game at home.
1: Wow. Yeah, that one's amazing to me.
2: Yeah, Dallas, like, had it. I think they got maybe one point on the road this entire season, and then they went and beat us at home last time we played them. And so now for us to come back and beat them on their own turf was insane.
0: This game was so much fun to watch. It like we looked clean, we looked fresh, and that comes off of the Lyon game where we weren't playing almost this entire lineup.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're back at number one in the West, where we belong, and it feels really good to be at the top because you know, like we're gonna make the playoffs this year unless something insane happens. Knock on wood. That that that. Yeah, doesn't way to happen. just say that. How wow. does knock on? Wait, how does knock on wood work? <laughs> <laughs> did I you just, have
0: to find some wood and knock no, on did it?
2: i just ruin everything because it's like knock on wood i hope this happens no knock <laughs> on I wood not is knock like on,
1: I, have no I think idea. you said it right any, I think knock on any wood sporting fans
2: don't go anywhere near wood or trees or like any kind of stuff like that you know
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a tall order. I'm sitting in a wood-framed house.
2: Okay, but honestly, we have a really good shot at the sh- supporter Shield, which we haven't won since 2000. So, you know, I have, like, really high hopes for this whole season. Like, if this is the year to go all the way and get two trophies in one year, let's do it.
0: Our entire team just looked solid. They looked together. They looked fun. Like, they were having a good time. And the fact that we only needed to use one sub was fantastic to get Daniel out of there, get him somewhere. He's scoring too many goals. It's kind of showing Pulido up a little bit. They wanted to get him off the field. So, right. Sad.
2: Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, Daniel had a bullet of a goal in this game. And so now he's up to 11. Pulido, thanks to Gotti Kinda, had his eighth goal. And also, I want to give a shout out to Johnny Russell, because I feel like he is kind of going a little bit under the radar this season, even though he's our captain, just because of Allen and Daniel completely dominating and playing the best that we've seen in a sporting jersey. And Russell is just he's doing so well on so many different things. I was just like watching his first touch, like how he makes space to pass in and out of the box even, and his crosses and long passes, he can really do it all. So I just wanted to give a shout out.
0: Well, and it shows how much of a leader he is because he's willing to step back and just to dish out those passes. And knowing that he's got guys who are dominating right now, there's no need for him to really kind of force his way into the front of the camera and trying to score goals all the time because he'll just dish it off. Someone is going to score a goal.
2: Right, and if you know, because Daniel is like, I know there's a term for this. Maybe that's next week. Like when you're just on fire, like you have a like a, I want to say like a hot, hot Hot foot, hot. But it's like when you're like you can't stop scoring, basically for
1: soccer. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, a Um, hot foot,
1: like a hot pocket. I'm with you. I think that should be a new term of the week.
2: Hot pocket (laughs) and hot foot.
1: I think Daniel's got a hot pocket right now.
2: On on Shallowy's goal, you know, I saw Russell look to the right side at Zussie who was making overlapping run and then Daniel who like he kind of barely slotted that ball into the box and Daniel took one baby touch and just like hit a rocket so Johnny is just so good at dishing out the ball where it needs to go
0: I agree and the highlight of that goal was that one that run by would you say it was Zuzi who made Zuzzi. that run mm-hmm. that overlapping run was genius and then the fact that 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 shot had so much power on it and all Daniel had he had no momentum. He had no run-up. It was all leg. I was I would have screamed, but I was watching hidden figures and I didn't want to like scare my wife.
2: Daniel definitely ate a hot pocket before the game, or else he would not have had the power on his hot foot. <laughs> am I right?
0: Okay. Well, I mean, the, the one thing I wanted to mention besides just how amazing that game was is were you before the game, I don't think any of us were aware that the MLS. How do we not have goal line technology in the MLS for goals like, um, oh, I can't pronounce his name, but the Dallas
1: <laughs> goal in the 58 minute? I'm going to say Zaboltz Schoen. Again, email us how wrong I am. <laughs> but how do we not have goal line technology of all things? Well, wait,
2: yeah. do you guys think like yes or no? Quick answer. Do you think it was a goal? Yes or no?
0: I, I always lean on
1: the side of trust in the referees, So I'm going to say no. I I after looking at the replays and the freeze frames, I think no. I think they got that one right.
2: Yeah, I my my gut is also telling me no, but if I was a Dallas fan, I would be absolutely furious because you know if that was if that happened to Sporting I would expect that to be a goal. I'm really glad we got that second goal in the game because then it just mm-hmm. proves that we did deserve to win. And, you know, like a lot of people would say, like, no, you guys deserve to tie if we had just won one to zero.
1: Even if they did get the call right, it, it would be so easy. If we had goal line technology, no one would ever discuss it. It would just be like, oh, Sporting won, you know, or or they drew one, one. Like, no one, no one would have to discuss it and it seems fairly easy. All right, so taking a look forward at the upcoming games. Dave, what do we got this week? All right, so we have uh, two games coming up this week. They should both be very different types of games. So first, on Wednesday, we've got SKC versus Portland, and I'm really considering going to this game. This is definitely my pick if you're looking for a good home game to go to. Kansas City has the best offense in all of MLS, and Portland has the worst defense in the West. So this one really could have some fireworks. I like Sporting KC's chances. Portland's kind of mid-table. But they're trying to hold on to the last playoff spot. Players to watch on Portland. Felipe Mora, he's got six goals. He's their top scorer. Other than that, it looks like they kind of spread the ball around quite a bit. And then on Saturday, we've got a game at Minnesota. Um, Minnesota's a pretty strong team. Fifth in the table. Um, The thing with them is they do not allow or score very many goals. So... They have, I think, uh, don't quote me on this, but they're they like one of the teams with the most draws in the league so far. And that's just an, you know, a natural consequence of keeping the scores low. So I don't think that one's going to be quite as exciting. Of course, Sporting will be favored probably in both of those. But yeah, that's kind of what's uh, on the docket for this week. All right, Remy, where can people find us? On
2: Instagram.
1: Is nice. that one cool? I think that, that was the like best showing my, yet. I'm just
2: like I'm just like trying something new. I don't know. That um, was great. Thank you. You guys can follow us on One Sporting Way Pod. We just started posting bios of me, Remy dave and riley so uh you guys will get to know us a little bit more just because we try to keep it um concise in our podcast recordings but we want to get to know you guys so you can send us messages um email at onesportingwaypod at gmail.com or send us messages or comment like our stuff on instagram and we'll try to get back to you but yeah, we really want to connect with you guys, so don't be shy,
0: guys. As always, I this is a highlight of my week every week, so I'm so glad that we're doing this, and we're back again. Seven episodes in, we've been doing this for two months. Yeah, live of
2: sporting, am I right? We're gonna get matching tats.
1: Uh, we can discuss so- <laughs> that later. <laughs> we'll discuss that off the air. Hey guys, maybe this that's a hundredth awesome- episode thing.
2: Yay! Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, let's let's commit right now if we get to a hundred episodes. Not saying yet what it'll be, but we will get matching tattoos of some kind somewhere. And it's gonna be of Graham Zuzi's man, but <laughs> thank you all <laughs> for listening
0: to, <laughs> to One Sporting Way. This has been awesome. We love you all. Follow us, send us messages, and we will see you next week down here at One Sporting Way.
2: Ding.